want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Phoenix in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just say no to this paper. <laughs> Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks, Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to 205 Jive. I'm Adam, I am your designated host, and they are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. Step off, I'm doing the hump. And this is Scott, educating the masses one drink at a time. Thank you all very much for joining us. We have a what if episode or but- butterfly effect episode, however you want to <laughs> look at it. I like that just actually. To, just to add a few more syllables and make it sound more interesting. There we go. Uh, but before we jump into it, remember to head over to whatamaneuver.net so you can get those drunk wrestling history t-shirts. It'll also make Eddie happy. Getting a text message saying, hey, just got this shirt. Now we could buy beer tonight. Exactly. So, That's why we made the shirts to try to fund the uh, beer drinking. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, check out uh, all the T-shirts, onesies, sweatshirts, tank tops, uh, full variety available at whatamaneuver.net. No other notes. Let's just do this. Oh, shit. I did have notes, um, but. Go for it. No, um. Should I? Or just... We're not, we're not going to record for a while, so... You no, we were going to record again now. like in a week or something, remember? We we're going to do one more this month. Well, certainly not next week, because next week we're at Aftershock. Oh, the week... I think we were doing the week after. Okay. Um, uh, fuck, fuck the notes. We'll do them next time. Fuck it. I was just going to put ourselves over for like what countries we have listeners in. I mean, I was going to put them over, but... um, That but one dude in India. Over. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, countries. Yeah. Uh, this week's this week's episode starts from a particular from alleg alleged uh, alleged that I don't know. What are you saying? What are you trying to What are you trying to do? I don't know. This fucking iron beer tastes like cotton candy, and <laughs> apparently it's kicking my butt. Okay, <laughs> this uh, week's episode starts with. Alleged events or uh, circumstances that could have taken place back in the year of our Lord, 1984. What if Iron Sheik broke Hulk Hogan's leg at Madison Square Garden? So, yeah, you're right. It's allegedly or allegedly, I think most of us say it. Um, Greg Gagne responded to this a few years ago he said that absolutely didn't happen i never he heard from Vern. it's sheik's word versus greg's so you know it's one of those things no one will ever know um but for the purposes of this episode we don't have an episode unless we assume it's true correct so for the purposes yes, of exactly. this episode we're gonna yeah. assume that Vern Gagne did in fact so the deal was um to get into the background of it hogan left awa for wwe Vince and Hogan, Vince and everybody kind of fucked over Vern. Because Vince is, 
This is when Vince expanding the company. He's getting people to come from AWA. He's paying them more money than he was going to pay them if they would skip out on their last bookings. Hogan was one of the guys who did it. Vern's pissed. He knows Vern's gonna. He knows Hogan's gonna be champ. He offers Sheik a hundred thousand to break Hogan's leg because of that. Yes. Now I have to question this solely on the fact that Vern was an old school guy. Do you really want to do business like this? Like you're really setting yourself up with the other promoters to look like a real fucking asshole. I mean, granted, not that Vince was coming out of this smelling like roses, but at the same time, like. That's pretty fucking vindictive, right? Like, do you want to put yourself in the situation where you're going to have somebody go out and break a dude's leg who was going to be, like, the guy with the rocket on his back? Do you really think Vern would have done that? And you said Greg called bullshit on this. My dad wouldn't have done that. But I don't know, man. I don't know if this thing holds water. And, yes, for the purposes of the episode, it does. But I don't know that this is true, dude. Well, you're right. It's it's vindictive, but it's also kind of um, Vince was playing fucking dirty. Right. Sure he was. And yes. at the same time, like it's a dirty business move, but yeah. You don't, yeah. And he's going after Vern's business. He's trying to put him out of business. He's basically trying to take away the guy's li- livelihood. So, I mean, yeah, I don't he know took that a lot of names. That's true. Right. Well, okay. So I have the list of names just kind of in that time frame. He took, um, Hogan, Heenan, Mean Gene, David Schultz, Adrian Adonis, Jim Brunzel, Ken Patera, Wendy Richter, and Jesse, the body. Yeah. So, I mean, that's eight people or whatever it is. Vern didn't have, yeah. like, a 50-deep roster in the first place. So, right, I mean, this was, this was major. And so, well, a little more of the background is Hogan had worked for Vince's dad. He went to do, because this is right after Vince took over the company. He right. wanted to go do Rocky Three, And Vince's dad was like, no, you're not doing Rocky Three. If you do, you're not, not going to work for him anymore. So he did the movie, and then Vern brought him back. So Vern didn't just bring back, have Hogan, he had star of, or, you know, semi-star or whatever of Rocky Three, one of the biggest movies of the year, Hulk Hogan. Yes, so but that, then fucked up how he booked Hogan. Well, that's true, and I actually, I do have on my list um, a what-if, because I have a list of what-if ideas, and one of them was what if Vern had made Hogan champ. Um, but I that's think, a good one. I think to tell you the truth, it might get redundant with this one, but maybe we can kind of brainstorm and see where we think things would end up. But, but basically, the, the end of it was he never made Hogan champion. He teased it. Mm-hmm. He had the belt even change hands and then call it back later, almost like a dusty finish. But for some reason, just never put the belt on the guy. And you're like, what the fuck are you thinking, dude? Like, I think that was maybe just old school thinking in that you didn't want this flash in the pan becoming your heavyweight champion. But right. Hogan had momentum in the AWA. Like, he was that dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Vern fucked it all up. But I really think that he did. Yeah, so we'll never know the truth behind this, but I don't I don't necessarily doubt it because I think it could be a situation like I'm saying, like you said, Vern's being vindictive, but Vern's also trying to protect his company. And one way to do that is to stop WWE's momentum, which everybody knew at that point Hogan was going to be the guy. They were going to build the company around Hogan. Yeah, he was the number one draft pick. He was the guy you were strapping your entire company to and said, go. Right, right, exactly. Um. So... Oh, also, Sheik said, well, sometimes it depends on when you hear him tell a story. Sometimes he says that Vern told him he was going to come back. Vern said, come back to Minnesota. Sometimes he says, bring the belt with you. Sometimes he doesn't say that. And that might just be him telling the story in different ways. But so that's part of it, too, where he was like, bring the WWE title to AWA, which is what Flair ended up doing six years later. 
Okay, look, Sheik was a tough guy, mm-hmm. but I guarantee if he breaks Hogan's leg in Madison Square Garden, he's not leaving that building A, with the title, or B, with the ability to walk under his own power. What do you think? you think the guys in the back would have jumped him? One, maybe ten of the guys in the back would have jumped his ass. Well, because you're fucking with their a money, fan dude. A fan could have jumped the barricade and gone after him. No, he's, he's talking about the wrestlers. Adam. I'm talking about the wrestlers in the back, dude. A fan okay, was not beating up Iron yeah. Sheik. There was no way a fan was beating up Iron Sheik. No, fuck no. No, fuck <laughs> he would have no. taken those clubs and bludgeoned them to death. Yeah. Okay. Well, but okay, but this there was were an, enough I'm guys backstage. To... Okay. But this was yeah. the garden, and I've always heard um, that guys would get the fuck out of there as soon as they could. So I I, I get what you're saying, but I, I wonder how many guys would have still been there. Well, you're, that's true. That would have been main event if guys are bouncing and they're not sniffing anything out that there's going to be some shady business. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, like Taker wasn't back there taping his fists up. (laughs) Good point. But the boys talk. Do Mm. you think that the Sheik would have been quiet enough about it that he would have just let everybody leave? He wouldn't have said a word to anyone and he just goes out, boom, breaks the leg and hightails it the fuck out of MSG? I don't know. That's actually an interesting question because Sheik was a maniac. Yeah, he might have fucking, yeah, he might have said something. But, like, you hear him talk now, and he has no problem running at the mouth, but I don't know how he was in 1984. Yeah, well, he went to Vince. He went to Vince and said, Vern told me to do this, but I'm not going to. Well, sure, but if he had decided to do it, he wouldn't have gone to Vince. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he would have said anything to anybody. And then maybe you're right. Like, everybody's gone. Nobody's there to get Vince's belt back. Mm-hmm. And she goes back to AWA with the WWF heavyweight title. That's insane to think about. Complete but disaster. Honestly, I, yeah, I... Number one, from everything I've heard, they talk backstage. Word would have leaked. Somebody from the AWA, somebody from WWF would have found out about it. And I don't think that Sheik leaves that building with that belt or his his legs under him to walk out on his own. I just don't see that happening. Right. I think it would have been an eye for an eye situation. Somebody would have broken his fucking leg. Totally possible. Um, okay, so I've basically got the next 25 years figured out. After this, twenty-five years. Yeah, <laughs> that no, that's actually. I not... put a lot of thought into this because I was like, this would have been so huge; it would have affected the entire wrestling industry. For I took the opposite viewpoint. Okay, well, let's start with yours because yours sounds simpler. Way simpler, dude. Okay. okay, so that's assuming that the Sheik gets out of Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. with a the ability to walk, b the title, c his life. So I have it down that Vince needs a champion. Obviously, it can't be Hogan. But look, a broken leg is going to keep you out a year. Okay. Right? Hogan's out for a year. He's on the shelf. Ho- uh, Vince needs a champion. Number one, Sheik is blackballed in wrestling. Nobody is going to fucking hire the Iron Sheik because essentially he went out and did business for himself. Yes, it was helping Vern, but he was doing business for himself for a payday from Vern. I think Sheik gets blackballed in wrestling. Vern Gagne's AWA shuts down way sooner than 1989 or 1990, whenever it was that it shut down. So there's a big black eye on the Sheik, big black eye on Vern Gagne. AWA is shut down probably around 1985. Why would it, you think it shuts down earlier because of that? Like, you think word would get out that Vern paid him? Yeah, absolutely. And what? Yeah, and that's shady as fuck. And yes, people were pissed off at Vince for what he did, but I don't think anybody's going to come right out and applaud Vern Gagne's move to sabotage Vince's promotion. Yeah, and he could have a hard time getting talent too. Like that could be a guy you don't want to work for. Exactly. That's why I said the black eye on the AWA, Vern and the Iron Sheik to where Sheik never really wrestles again, or at least in this timeline that I have for a few years. Vince needs a champion. 
So I say he takes two of his top contenders, Andre and Big John Stud, has a one-night main event. Andre wins the title. So Andre becomes oh, okay. a heavyweight champion. Okay. I say Andre loses it at some point between WrestleMania 1 and WrestleMania 2. Well, main event of WrestleMania 1 would be Andre versus Piper. Okay. Andre wins that. But he has a surprise for the crowd. Hogan's in his corner. Because now we're about a year removed from the broken leg. Hogan's fine. Okay. Now is when history starts to correct itself. Andre beats Piper at Mania. Somewhere between WrestleMania 1 and WrestleMania 2, King Kong Bundy beats Andre the Giant for the heavyweight title. Okay. WrestleMania 2, Hulk Hogan beats King Kong Bundy. And at this point is where you have the course correction for the WWF. Okay. Hulkamania is born now at WrestleMania 2 in 86 instead of 1984. And you still get Andre at 3. I think the Iron Sheet comes back at some point because Vince has shown that he's willing to do business with guys that he thinks can make him money. Mm -hmm. And with names that you never thought would come back, Ultimate Warrior, Brett the Hitman Hart. She comes back, wears a mask, beats Hogan down, gets unveiled as the Iron Sheik. Here he is again trying to attack Hogan, but does not get a WrestleMania main event out of it. He fights Hogan at like a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series. Hogan beats him. Course is corrected. The only thing that I think changes is... Your champion at WrestleMania 4, that doesn't happen with, with Macho Man. And Hogan probably doesn't lose the belt until around, I would say, 91, 92, somewhere in there, to encompass those two years that Hogan didn't have running Hulkamania. But I think basically the broken leg just it puts the pause button on Hulkamania until like 85, 86. Okay, so you think ultimately things turn out the same way, minus um, we don't get no holds barred because Hogan doesn't leave <laughs> for that year when yes. Macho's champion. Yes, exactly. Like okay. it basically hits the pause button on it to where Hogan loses the title around 91, 92, and then can go make his movies or whatever. Mm -hmm. But look, at the end of the day, it's a broken leg, not an amputated leg. Right? I mean, right. I don't know what kind of damage Sheik would have done, but if you're talking a broken leg, even for football players, that's one year off. Yeah, yeah. And the guys that were in the mid-80s, they were tough guys. Like, Hogan had a broken leg, didn't he, when, it was, when he was in training? Didn't they break his leg and he was basically gone for a year and he tried to come back too soon? Well, the story was, and this is, I, I thought about this later on after we did the Hogan Lies episode, um, which, by the way, the Hogan Lies episode kind of blew up because that Twitter thread uh, blew up a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, I think it's our most downloaded episode now. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, nice. and it's actually the best, the one I've got the best feedback from, so we're totally going to do a sequel to that because there are way more lies. But everything I've ever heard Hogan say, now I'm not sh sure is true. I think it was in his book, he said that his first day of training, uh, it was uh, not... Jumbo, wanna... Jumbo Saruta? No, it was... Um, oh, fuck, what's his name? I want to say Masato Tanaka, but it's not Masato Tanaka. Um, oh, man, I can't think of the guy's name right now. Um, one less white claw and it would probably would come to me but uh, a Japanese dude <laughs> yes. he trained with this Japanese dude in Tampa and he said his first day of class the dude intentionally broke his leg um, right. to see if he was tough enough and he was you know he, he was tough enough he came back however many months later with his leg fixed Hiro Matsuda oh thank you there you That's go who it was Hiro Matsuda yeah um, so but you know it's like it's Hogan like that could be complete bullshit and actually to tell you the truth it kind of I'd never questioned it when I read it in his book, but later on, I'm like, that does kind of sound 
weird because why would you break a student's leg day one? Like, you want his money. Correct. You know what I mean? I understand um, breaking them in. And, well, I was, I'd been at the APW school and watching them breaking the new guys there. And they were right. working their asses off. Definitely trying to see who can hang. But breaking a leg, that's fucking extreme. Yeah, that's kind of excessive, but it was that old school mentality that even if you did have a broken leg, mm -hmm. chances were pretty good you were going to tr try to come back sooner than you should have. Yeah, so, for sure. Hogan might have done something similar, but at the end of the day, I was just like, look, a broken leg, that's one year on the shelf. I don't think that that would have been enough to deter Vince from like, okay, well, my ideas of this whole Hulkamania and pay-per-view thing are dead. I think it maybe just more hits the pause button on it and prolongs it one or two years. Okay, your version of this could not be more different from mine. I figured as much when you were talking 25 years out. I'm like, holy shit, we way looked at this differently. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess like how bad mine. was this broken leg? Fuck. I'll go into mine, and Adam, you could do yours last, or do you want to do yours first, and I do mine last? I'll... Mine might be the in-between. Okay, well, let's go with yours. We'll see. We'll finish with let's the see. most extreme version of yeah. this. Let, let's, yeah, let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's see uh, how absolutely crazy this can be. All right. I don't believe... I don't believe uh, Hogan becomes the superstar that he is. Therefore, I don't think there's Hulkamania. Uh, because of uh, Iron Sheik and probably just in general 80s uh, U.S.-Iran relations... I don't think that would be necessarily affected, but it would be a talking point for maybe three or four months, uh, just in general. Uh, let's see. I still believe that there would probably, there would still probably be a WrestleMania, but it wouldn't be as big and uh, wouldn't be the spectacle that it is. Uh, WWF would still exist. But possible that the wrestling classic could be the big uh, event. <laughs> oh man, I, so, I'm, I'm loving your timeline. So the big show of the year featured Susan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Alfred Hayes loves it. Uh, general, in general, terms referred to as dot 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 mania may still exist. But it would be uh, a comparative reference to Beatlemania, but not to wrestling. <laughs> well, WrestleMania was a reference to Beatlemania. When they named it. Okay. When they named it. Just um, because of. Okay. Howard Finkel came up with the name. They were trying to think of a name for the show. Howard Finkel said, well, we had Beatlemania, right? Why don't we have WrestleMania? See, this is one of those scenarios where one of the hosts gets uh, educated. Yep. So <laughs> One okay. drink at a time. Yeah. So that general term would still be out there. Uh, the only sacrifice, and this is one that really does truly hurt, is that Eddie and Carissa might be hosting an annual Memorial Day weekend barbecue, not Ribomania. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the true tragedy of there being no yes. WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, a general, Tanner wouldn't have gotten a lap dance from a stripper with a gas mask on. <laughs> that was WrestleMania weekend. Good Jesus. Okay, let's see what else. So, pretty much, uh, you're getting, like, the comical one uh, before we get into Eddie's actual thought-out list uh, here. All right. Uh, there would be a dis... A dis 
there would be a disciplined uh, wrestling craze. I think wrestling would still be going on strong. I even think that ECW becomes a thing. But because it's not as disciplined as it is, there would be casualties on a major platform as a result of that. I still think uh, ECW still goes under. WCW also stays in business, but uh, they don't have uh, a phase of outrageous spending uh, caused by the Outsiders and uh, the NWO. So I think WCW is still in business, but in return, that would... That would sacrifice a future platform that would uh, come into play. So I don't think we would end up with TNA or Impact Wrestling. There would still be an eventual AEW, but still wouldn't be as big. Uh, let's see. Obviously, just with the general uh, craze of uh, Hulkamania, it wouldn't be inspiring the younger generation at that time. So today, there may not be some uh, superstar wrestlers. Uh, let's see. And then one more big one is that, and again, this is all implying that Hogan may still be a wrestler, but he's not the immortal Hulk Hogan. He's just another wrestler. Right. I don't, I don't think he gets his movies. Uh, I don't think he becomes a pop culture icon. The eventual tie in that would lead up to today is that. The Rock might still be a wrestler, but he may not be the superstar that he is. Uh, he would probably have no movies. What do you mean? Because Hogan didn't have movies, you think Rock won't? Like they didn't? Hollywood didn't I, yeah. already have the the massive success of Hogan's movies. I, I would. I. I just think uh, The Rock is more disciplined and educated in executing these things. But if he doesn't have like the example A of of how to do one thing, I don't think he follows through with his own version of something that is more structured. So without Santa with muscles to inspire him, right? He doesn't. Okay. Yeah. You sarcastic son of a bitch. <laughs> I, Don't let him fuck with you, Adam. What do you keep me around for? We we still we still end up with uh, Goldberg in um, Jingle All the Way, but <laughs> but do oh, we good. get ready to rumble? <laughs> do we get that? We do, I mean, we don't get uh, we don't get Under Armour shoes. We don't get Zoa. We don't get Thermana. Oh fuck! We don't get I the Titan Games. <laughs> yeah, I love his shoes and I love Thermana. Yeah. And, yeah, that's what I came up with. Okay, yours is kind of between ours. Because I'm... I kind of have yours, but a little more out there. So, okay. First, the first one Let's I'm going to address is... First one I'm going to address is Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik gets $100,000 from Vern Gagne in one lump sum. He either ODs or he ends up in prison. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Right? Sheik's done. You can't. Yeah. You can't give Iron Sheik a hundred thousand dollar check all at once. He's a fucking maniac. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I also think Hogan's done. Um, I agree with From what a you're broken saying. Leg. I. It's not the broken leg. It's the being. Uh, it's the looking weak at the biggest match of his career against the Iron Sheik in the match that was supposed to be his big fucking moment in Madison Square Garden. I think that you don't completely... think that WWF could have spun that. 
What? No, I think that completely destroys him. Remember we talked a while ago about we were watching 14 and when Sean tossed Stone Cold in by his trunks and gave him a wedgie and I was like, imagine if his trunks ripped open and I was like, that's it, you're done. Like if your trunks, your dick comes out during a match like that, you're over. You know, you, there's no coming back from that. You get you get Buckner treatment. I, you get like your decorated uh, hitting average, but you're going to be remembered for letting a ball go through. I think your dick comes out, you're going to be referred to as, hey, your dick came out. You want to titles? Giant what? Sullivan, then, I think, know. well, yeah. So I think this is the same situation. I think Hogan is done i think they lose faith in him i think he looks as weak as a person can can look there's no worse outcome for that match than him getting his leg broken of all things you know okay a broken leg is no fucking joke hogan's laying in the ring he can't move he's screaming in pain he's getting stretchered yes. out of there things couldn't go worse than this i think hogan's career in north america is fucking done um hmm. He does come back from it, but he goes to Japan where they don't really know that happened because there's no internet. You don't have national TV. You have the magazines, but not everyone in Japan's reading American magazines. The Japanese okay. magazines might not pick it up. He already was a name in Japan. He'd been there on several tours at that yes. point. So I think he needs to get the fuck out of the country and go to Japan. Now, having already had a good career in Japan, I think he does fine in Japan. Hogan goes on to have a fine career in Japan. He works for the next 15, 20 years. Meltzer um, loves him. Who? who? Meltzer. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Meltzer's favorite wrestler. He has nothing yep. but seven-star matches. Um, and he's just one of those guys. He is... Um, um, he's like Stan Hansen or something like that. One of those guys where you're like, oh yeah, he was big in Japan. You know, he was here, he had he had an okay run here, but he did a lot of his best stuff was in Japan. Or even Vader, you know, to an extent. Okay. He's really Steve Williams. Steve Williams, he was known a lot for Japan. I know he was I know he was a big star in WCW, but a lot of his most legendary stuff happened in Japan. As a result, Steve Williams has no career in Japan because they already have an American over there. <laughs> so he's okay. right. So he takes the Steve Williams spot. Um, so what happens back in WWE? Well, it's fucking emergency situation, right? Like this is when Vince is planning on things blowing up. He's got syndication. He's working. When did the, when did the J, uh, LJN figures come out? Uh, 84, 85. 84, 85, right? So he's got that coming up. He needs a star. You're not making a Hogan LJN now, unless it was already out. Um, he needs, he's got, WWE has so much momentum. They can't just fucking... Hogan's gone and whatever. They need to do something big. They need to replace him. Who do they replace him with? You want to guess? Who's one guy, think of guys in 84, who would kind of fit the Hogan bill? Mr. Wonderful. No. Jimmy Snuka. No. Well, I have two. I have two. One is Dog. Junkyard Dog. Okay. But everything I've ever heard about dog. And I mean, I've seen his matches back then and they were just okay. He got lazy and out of shape and just was not. And that's why he never got the push. He should have. Right. When, when you were going over your scenario, I was like, this would have been a good time for dog to be champion in that year before. But from the way, from everything I know about dog at that point, no, he wasn't. Um, he shouldn't have been. I think Vince throws as much money as he has to, to get Kerry Von Eric. Oh my god, that and, would have been fucking tragic, dude. And why? Because you're gonna uh, same scenario as giving Sheik a hundred thousand dollars. 
Um, I don't think so because this is a little before he got completely out of hand. Just a little. So it could have actually made the difference. Um, and I'll tell you why. So this is before he lost his foot, right? Yes. Um, uh, and shit, if he's in WWF, maybe he, that never happens. Well, here's the thing. He would have been wrestling 400 nights a year. He wouldn't have had time yeah. for a motorcycle. <laughs> Good point. Right. Um, and uh, David was already dead. So yes. this is like kind of at the very beginning of things turning down for w- WCCW. Because um, that was okay. a hit. The um, Freebirds left not long after. I think the Freebirds would have left the summer after this. So things were kind of, you know, starting to take a dive at this point. But World the, class would have just shut down. If Kerry leaves, that's the end of I it. don't think it would have shut down, but I think it would have shut down a lot faster. You don't get... Um, I believe he won the world title, the w, uh, the NWA title after this, if I remember. It was in right. 84. I believe it was June of 84. June, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. No, he'd already won it before. So you're bringing in a former NWA champion, which Hogan was not an AWA champion. Right. Um, so, and it was like NWA was, they were still not neck and neck. WWE was bigger, but a lot of people would have known about that. You know, they know you're bringing in a former champion. Um, and I think he ends up being the guy. I sort of agree with Adam that the company doesn't get as big. So, um, you do have your WrestleMania. And I think that takes off the same way. He's just in the Hogan spot of WrestleMania 1. He teams with T. Um, WrestleMania three, it's him and Andre. It's not in a stadium and he doesn't slam Andre. And because of that, he, cause I don't think he, I'm not sure he could slam Andre. He was strong, but I don't think he was Hogan strong because of that. Andre doesn't die a few days later <laughs> and he doesn't tear every muscle on his back. <laughs> I kind of see what you're doing here, dude. Yeah. I think he basically takes Hogan's spot. But I don't think he's quite, he doesn't have the Hogan thing. Um, he's not a guy you send to go do um, talk shows, right? So Richard Belzer doesn't sue the company for getting choked out. Because he doesn't go on <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and I just, I think he is, I think he stays in that spot for years and years. Um, I think Vince tries to replace him a little sooner than he did with Hogan. Because Hogan, because Vince has always been the guy like, you're going to be my top guy until it's time for you not to be. And then I'm right. going to start working on replacing you. Hogan, they tried it with Warrior. didn't work with Hogan. Um, Luger was going to be the guy. We've talked about this, I think, a few times. Yeah. I think they would have done that earlier. So I think I could see Macho Man holding the belt after four for longer than he did. Okay. So I think Macho would have had a bigger WWE career. Um, I think the main event at eight would have been... Kerry Von Erich and Ric Flair because I think they would have had better chemistry than Hogan and Flair had and I also don't think Hogan I don't think Kerry Von Erich would have had the inflated ass ego that Hogan had to where he's not going to work well with Flair and they had already worked together at that point on the Parade of Champions they had history right right Um, and that's kind of it I think mostly other than that things kind of turn out the same Um, if they form the NWO around Kerry Von Erich I think the NWO would have been big, but not... It would have been just like everything else. It would have been big, but not quite as Just big. another heel faction. Yeah, it would have been a big deal, but it would have been 20% less a big deal. And I think early on when he first comes there, Vince sends him to accent reduction classes because Vince doesn't 
typically push guys with an accent. I think you're putting a lot of stock into Kerry Von Erich's charisma, dude. I thought he was fucking great, dude. And everybody, I mean, he was the star of WCCW. Um, yeah, he connected I mean, the whole the Texas audience. He talked like them. Well, right. And I think, well, okay, specifically talking like them, I think that's why Vince sends him to classes to get rid of that accent. Um, but I, you're right. He was the hometown guy. And that's where I think he wouldn't get over as well. But I just don't, I think when you get your leg broken in an arena full of people like that, I don't think there's a coming back from that. You know, it's not top, like when in Rollins, the top market of the country. Yeah, yeah, it's not like when Rollins um, fucked his knee up in the match with Kane. That was just like a freak right. accident. But to have a guy just come in and fucking um, control you so much that he breaks your fucking leg, I don't really see how you come back from that. So maybe I'm putting a little too much stock into Kerry Von Eric. I don't see anyone else at that time who would have been even close to that Hogan type wrestler, and he's only kind of close. You know what I mean? That's why I think hmm. kind of the same history kind of takes the same course, but at a much smaller level. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. See, I thought you were going to go Paul Orndorff. You know, I went Andre because he was the biggest attraction in wrestling in the in the 80s, I you see, know, aside from Hogan. Orndorff actually was the first person I thought of, but I thought he's just so good as a heel. You know, I thought he would have actually worked better in that role. Like, I think his career would have been kind of the same, you know. He excelled okay. as a heel... Um, he was better as a heel than he was as a babyface. Kerry was a babyface his whole career. So I just sort of thought it made sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear which which of our scenarios the listeners think. Um, well, mine, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who they could have gotten instead of Kerry Von Eric? They could have gotten uh, Mega Man McGee. <laughs> He would have worked out. What's that guy's real name? Something Tom Tom McGee. Tom McGee. Yes. I saw him on a house show in Oakland, and he was Mega Man McGee. They announced him you as know, that. Billy Jack Haynes actually told a story that if Iron Sheik had broken Hogan's leg, Vince was looking at him as being the guy to replace Hogan. Well, Billy Jack Haynes is um, schizophrenic. I totally just. He made also that said, too. "Yeah, he also said Bill Clinton tried to kill him or something." Right. Yeah, right. so... Um, he says outlandish things, so who knows? Yeah, anything Billy Jack Haynes says, uh, like Hogan, you can take it with a pillar of salt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, another name uh, I'm surprised you didn't throw out there was Barry Windham. Well, shit, now you have me rethinking my entire scenario, because that might actually be better. <laughs> He's, he looks like Hogan. He I mean, not Dan Spivey, because the charisma wasn't there. Right. But Windham could talk. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, I think I fucked my whole thing up. <laughs> I got it all I wrong. Happens. <laughs> I got it. I got it all wrong. All wrong. Thanks for correcting me. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. <laughs> that eventual uh, corrections and retractions episode. Uh, save it for that. It's yeah, be right. A long one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. That takes care of uh, today's episode of our uh, scenarios of what if uh, Iron Sheik broke. Hulk Hogan's leg. Uh, also, for all of you, if you have your Charlie Day style conspiracy theory boards, uh, let us know what you think would have happened or what uh, events may or may not have uh, taken place. Uh, just uh, share us uh, or just uh, share your thoughts on our uh, social media platforms: Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. 
uh, handle is at wrestling underscore drunk. And please continue to leave us reviews on the podcast platforms. That way we can keep this drunken wrestling adventure afloat. So with all that said, uh, with Eddie and Scott, I'm Adam reminding all of you to please continue following Common Sense Safety Measures. Enjoy buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we will see you for another great episode. That takes care of it. One, two, three. See you later, brother. Bye. Live. Bye. <laughs>